got a shout out Salam Remy for sending it. Mm-hmm. He uh, signed a prototype at the top. So Let's I was go. like, oh, I got to wear this for the hip hop episode. Go. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Where are my most beautiful queens in the house? Beautiful queens in the house. Greetings, everyone. So, welcome to the Queen's Address. I'm your host, Jamila, and uh, welcome into the Queendom. Okay? (laughs) And so, today we have very special guests. Uh, We have Dr. Jason Rawls joining us today. Uh, His superhero name is Jay Rawls. Okay? We also have Maurice Bailey Ooh, in the house tonight, but his superhero name is <laughs> like, Mix cut. Master Ice. Okay, yes, and this is the hip hop episode. I'm so excited to introduce <laughs> these brothers, guys. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us today. Yes, and so um, welcome. And uh, before we really get into it, um, I want to give well from the Queen's address. We want to give our condolences for the loss of the educated rapper and Kango Kid. Mm, appreciate that. Um, we are grateful for them and their contribution to hip hop. And so this episode is dedicated to them. Oh, and so thank you. Uh, UTFO, man. 50 years of hip hop. Untouchable You get all the cameras, camera one and camera two. Uh, so happy birthday to hip hop. Word. Okay. And... <laughs> I'm going to show that to camera. <laughs> this is Jay Rawls, everybody. He's always thinking of the next move. Young. Okay? And so I just want to see what, want y'all to see what you're dealing with. Way back. Wow. And okay, and back into time. Okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Show that Mixed chest. Show that chest. That's him right there. Yeah. Driving the ladies crazy. That was with this one. And you know what? At some point during this episode, we have mm-hmm. to unpack y'all skincare routine. Okay. As well. <laughs> okay, you guys were skincare definitely driving the ladies crazy. Uh, skeezer pleasers. Okay, the skeezer pleaser. Okay. <laughs> and so we gotta unpack that album cover later <laughs> on in this episode. Uh, but Jay Rawls, I wanted to start with you. Indeed. Okay. You are a professor. Yeah. Uh, hip hop yeah. at the university level. And, you know, can you talk a little bit about the program at Ohio State? Definitely. Well, the program is brand new. Um, we are endeavoring to create a hip hop studies program. Um, and that really does not exist at this time. There are plenty of universities that have um, hip hop courses, um, different things, uh, bringing hip hop into the classroom, which is great. But at this point in time, there's a, a movement to bring um, hip-hop into higher education, into academia, uh, in the same sense that you would you would do women's studies or black studies or jazz studies, hip-hop studies. Exactly. And so part of this, um, this plan that we have at Ohio State is to, um, and, and uh, they've hired uh, two professors, so myself and um, Stevie, Dr. View, um, and Stevie and I, are going to be, we're basically just kind to trying to start this, this idea and, and grow it because it can't just be two people doing this. Right. Um, and, and the idea is to bring hip hop from a cultural sense right. and also musical right. sense. So we wanted to do both. So my departments, I'm, I'm dual departments. I have, um, a department of African-American and African studies. And I'm in the school of music, mm. so it's a it's a mixture. So my goal is to bring both sides uh, to fruition, right and, right? and to bring it to to so students can study it. Exactly. I mean, hip hop is worthy of being studied. I mean, right? No, my sister years, went. Right? Now I understand. And I can appreciate it. You know, my sister went to Spelman. Sure. And they had a jazz appreciation course. Got it. Her sophomore year, and mm-hmm. so to see it go from that, from you know the early two thousands, mm-hmm. and now we have hip hop. Huge, as a right? course Huge. at a university. And, and the hope is as a, as a program, exactly. like eventually, you know, maybe a concentration onto a certificate 
to maybe a minor, mm. eventually down to a major. So Come on this now. is where this is where I'm trying to move it. Listen, stop playing with them. Okay? Big moves right there. Stop trying to do some playing. Things. Oh, but I just also have to ask: Does this ever feel like work for you? I know how much you love hip hop. You get um, to teach hip hop. You yeah. get to you, you are MC. You get to 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 DJ. Like you get to do. Yeah. Like you're surrounded is by all work? four corners of hip hop. Does I, it feel like work? I mean, I. To an extent, uh, it's work when I get home and I'm tired, <laughs> but I mean, I love doing it. So it's not, it, it doesn't stop. Like right. when I leave here, I'll be, I'll go back and do some work because right. it's just part of who I am. Right. No, I, I get it. Yeah, I, I totally, and I respect that. And now Mixmaster Ice, I have a question for you. Yes, indeed. You are a Hall of Fame Man. DJ Man. and a member of the legendary mm. UT. Legendary group mm. UTFO. Yes. When did you know mm. that hip hop was for you? When you said this is what I'm gonna do. When was that spark? It was in. Uh, it really hit me probably in '79 mm. when I was um, um, graduating from the eighth grade and ready to go to high school. We had a prom dance, and at that prom dance we had, we had a DJ and. Um, a couple of MCs mm-hmm. on the mic, crowd rocking and doing all that sort of thing. So you had the DJ playing the music on the turntables, and you got the the, the disco lights going on, and girls are dancing, going crazy. And you got a guy talking stuff on the mic, and I was like, <laughs> "Wow, this is it! This is it!" I knew I knew I was going to be involved. Mm-hmm. I just had to figure out which element of hip hop. I was going to come into. Right. Because you did you start out, I, I read somewhere that you started out emceeing. I started off rapping because that was the easiest way in. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That was just pen and a pad. That's all you need. And if you got, you know how to write a sentence and make something rhyme, you rapping. Yeah, you right. So I started off from the basic, from the basic standpoint and blueprint of how you start to become a rapper. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was my first touch of the turntable in 1980 mm-hmm. that made me realize I want a DJ. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of doing both mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, so I was, I still had a little arsenal of rhymes, but I was very interested in the DJing culture and getting involved with that. Right. So um, early in the game, I started off as a, as a rapper at first mm-hmm. and then shortly transitioned into doing both. And then, concentrating strictly on DJing because by the time I started focusing strictly on DJing, we had formed a, a whole group back then where I had MCs. Right. So I just fell back on the rhymes, let them do what they was doing, and I focused more on the DJing. Right. Me and the educated rapper both used to DJ. Okay. We started off, before there was a UTFO, um, me and him was a part of a group called the Jamalot Crew, which was a DJ group okay. of me, him, and about three or four other DJs. And we was just DJing in the neighborhood, combining our systems so that we could have one. And uh, but he was a DJ. He he was he he started off writing rhymes, but he used to DJ too. So we both had the same type of introductory into into hip hop as far as rhyming and DJing. Okay, that was our induction. Probably how we started. Okay, and then he when I when I took over the DJ ranks, he fell back more into. The rapping right. part, when we started, when we transitioned to a rap group, oh, okay. he focused more on strictly rapping, and then I focused more on strictly DJing. Okay, mm-hmm. and this was around 1980? So this, y'all were- We started the Jamalot crew in 80. UTFO, we probably started that probably around late 82. Yeah, probably late 82, early 83. Okay. Okay, yeah. so y'all were kids. Yeah. Y'all were yeah. just- yeah. Running around, just we teenagers. Yeah, for sure. yeah. I think that's incredible. If I was created by teenagers, yeah, yeah, it sure was. It's, yeah. it's like a rebellion. Yeah, you know, and so I, that's what I know. I wanted to also uh, go back to um, very quickly. Jay Rawls. Well, this question be for both of you. Mm-hmm. What are some of your influences in music? Music. Period. Period. Just not not just hip hop, but yeah, um, overall. I, I'm influenced by producers, hmm. um, you know, like a Rod Temperton hmm. type of thing, even David McCollum. Like, I, I like arrangements. I like, um, you know, musical. Like, I'm, I'm for me, whenever I create music, and, and you might notice this if you listen to my music, like, it's not meant just 
Like that's why I probably a lot of yeah, a right. lot of it's battle, not just battle boom rappers bap. don't just they probably right. don't use my stuff because it's meant to give you a feeling. Right. That's why the instrumental albums it's a work vibe. for me. Yeah. Like it's I want vibe. you to feel a certain way. Like the music should make you be like, oh, it should put you in a certain mood. So that's what I look for. So that's why when it comes to hip hop, Jay Dilla, Pete Rock, you know, those kind of melodic. Yeah, right. That's why right. Q Tip, one of my favorites. Right. Right. And Rashad, yeah, Rashad definitely. Rashad is mm-hmm. crazy. Rashad is incredible. I've been I've been listening to Hit Boy. Mm-hmm. Hit Boy he got some skills is too. a disruptive influence. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm like yo, and uh, with Mixmaster, I same question. Mm-hmm. And some of your influences in hip hop, and when you're mixing the DJ and making music, uh, I'm. You know what? Um, all elements of the culture. It kind of depends on you know what the set I'm DJing for, mm-hmm. as I'm entertaining. Um, if I'm just at home and I'm just doing it from a hobby perspective, it's just me. Um, it kind of depends on the mood that I'm in. Um, I like a lot of the old '70s stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up on that stuff, so a lot of the early hip hop. Our beats and breaks came from a lot of '60s and '70s records, mm-hmm. so I'm highly Apache. Yeah, I'm yeah. highly inspired by those artists, those producers and composers from that era, mm-hmm. because that was what we, as DJs, were using to rock the parties, to give the MCs a bed to rap over, oh to goodness. give the break dancers uh, that groove that they can spin and do all the tricks that they do. Yeah. Dum, dum, dum. What a time to be alive! Absolutely, when it was in its purest form. Yes, before it got. I used to before daydream got about commercial. those parties. You talk about those rooftop parties yes. and the parties, the like speakeasy type, yes, hip hop style parties. Like no one from the discos would even go right. and be caught dead at one of those like right. basement hip hop parties. Right, but it was it wasn't for everyone yet. It was yeah. You know, and yeah, I, I, yeah. when you, when you bring that up, I just think, oh my gosh! Like when I hear mix, like uh, Grandmaster Flash mm-hmm. talk about the beginning, it, yeah. you know, the the beginning, getting it, the getting, birth. It, getting it right out of the mud. Oh mm-hmm. man, yeah, oh, what a time to be alive! Mm-hmm. And so, um, wow. oh my gosh, yeah, that, that's that's incredible. And so, I also wanted to get you guys' um, opinion. Uh, you guys probably already aware that uh, Chuck D and KRS have launched a hip-hop union. And so I just want to know what you guys thought about that in terms of um, hip-hop artists, you know, fighting against exploitation and bad deals and things like that. And so, you know, Mixmaster Eyes, would you want to uh, start with that one? Yeah, it's, it's long overdue, and it just shows um, a force of unity. And, you know, a lot of things have happened over the past and journey of hip-hop, and that's just part of the growth as well. That is big business. So we need to be involved with it from a big business perspective. And other conglomerates and different, um, you know, big business companies have these same um, elements in place. Right. So And it's at, never about the talent. Yeah. You know, but the talent is doing all the work. Yes. So and we all we all heard yes. about Rule Four Thousand and Eighty. Yes. You know, and so to see Chuck right. D, you know, get together with KRS. That's powerful. It's very powerful. Jay Rawls, what you you have? I, I hadn't heard that. I ain't even gonna lie. Yeah. And I just was with Chuck D a few, yeah. a few weeks ago. Um, I, I'll I'll be honest. That makes a lot of sense. Right. Um, I think definitely like speaking to a lot of. Uh, people in the industry, when I talk to them, a lot of them haven't even really thought about medical insurance or that kind of thing, or just different things like to live, like dental insurance, yeah, health like, insurance, exactly, like to like see like that. our legends not even yeah. uh, able to, you know, take care of a loved one's exactly. burial expenses. And so that's and why something like hearing something like that is very encouraging. I think it's empowering the hip hop. That's community. what we need. Yeah, we exactly. Need to, we should be thinking in that in exactly. That way. And so, shout out to Chuck D and KRS, yes, the hip hop community. We're proud of what y'all are doing, and you know we're gonna keep the faith. And so, uh, we're gonna ask very quickly. <laughs> um, Ice, I want to start with you. Okay. So, women in hip hop, 2023. Okay, we see Cardi, we see Ice Spice, we see City Girl, City Girls, Meg. Um, there's a lot of criticism from the hip-hop community about the lack of creativity 
in today's lineup of mainstream female rappers and I, you know, they trying to classify it as low vibrational. Mm-hmm. And I just really want to know what your thoughts were about the 2023 female rappers or women rappers happening right now. Um, it's a, that, that's an interesting question that I can go a lot of different ways with, but right off the top of my head, um, business a lot of times is always going to be about supply and demand. Mm. And if the end result is money, a lot of times people are put in positions that may be uncomfortable because they're chasing the dollar mm. instead of integrity. Mm-hmm. So there's layers to this hip hop. There's an integrity part to it, and there's also a big business part. Some people have to decide what's best for them. So from the female perspective, you know, um, some of them may feel sex sells, that sexuality sells, and um, it may sell, but it may be a trade off of integrity too. So. It kind of depends on where you at with this and how serious you take it. Some people take it as entertainment. Some people take it as a lifestyle. Mm. And it's, it's, it's different for different Especially folks. Especially if they're impressionable. Yeah. So it depends. If you just in it for the money, then you don't care how you get it. If you in it to leave um, an impressionable legacy built around integrity, then there's certain moves you will make and there's certain moves you will not make. Mm-hmm. It depends on the individual. Right. Um But hip-hop is big business. And a lot of times when you sign these record deals with certain companies and these 360 deals you hear about where they Mm -hmm. got their hand in everything you do now, Mm -hmm. you know, know, hip-hop has always been a pimp and hole kind of system. (laughs) You know? We're going to keep it real. It's just keeping it real. So, you know, that's just how it is. You've got the big companies Mm -hmm. and then you got the artists. Right. You know what I mean? Now, to go back to to the female thing you're talking about, you know... um, when you look at who puts certain artists on the top, a lot of times that's built around marketing and, and how much marketing goes into an artist. Mm -hmm. So there's female rappers that uh, are not as explicit as maybe your Cardi's and, and and I spices and all them, but you don't hear about them as much because the marketing is not there. Listen, right. And there's, it could be several reasons for that. Come on now. Right. You know, but it's there if you want it, mm-hmm. but what you're going to see on the charts is what the people that are in control Whoever wants on the Whoever has a machine chart. behind right. them. Right. So, you know, it's deep. Absolutely. Jay Rawls, what are your thoughts Man, about listen, he, the criticism he, of women in hip-hop? He, he, already, he already went there. Um, first of all, that was a perfect answer from a legend. That, that was Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That was it. Uh, I would just add that let me just take where he left off because okay. the machine is what's driving that when you see these women doing that. Because if you do want to sign a major deal and be that successful, you may have to be in some skin skin tight or something barely there. Right. Like to get, you know, sex sales. Right. But it depends on what you as an individual, when we talk about individuals, as an individual. what are you looking for? Like if you're out... Um, and you want to hear lyrics, then you may, you, you, you have you know, to look. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You might have to do some research and, and find a Rhapsody or a Cy Rock. You know, th- these artists are out there. Shay Noir, like these artists are out there. You just got to we just talk about no name. Yeah. No She's name. Incredible. Right? You got to go find, you, you know, it's, it may not be on the top of the charts, mm-hmm. but it's out there. So it that, is. that, it's out there. So, you know, people shout out to me. my sister, Moni Love, Moni, right? Her and Sky Zoo did their thing. I mean, and yeah. so when you when you have these criticisms, they can criticize, but you know there's still other artists. So right, find something else. Right, I, I, <laughs> just as someone, just Facts. as someone, well, you know, I'm, I'm obviously female. Obviously, <laughs> but for me, I'm a woman with knowledge of self. Indeed. Okay, and sometimes I find myself going back to Muhammadiyah, Lauren Hill. Um, and then I hear a lot of young women say, well, y'all from the generation where y'all had little Kim and Foxy. Mm-hmm. So don't get mad at Ice Spice. Don't speak on, <laughs> you know, Cardi. Don't speak on Meg because they just want to rap about twerking and, mm-hmm. and having 
whatever what, for a handbag or some shoes. And I'm like, listen, we had Foxy. We also had Lil' Kim. Mm-hmm. We even had Charlie Baltimore, mm-hmm. who was also a great lyricist. But to counter that, we also had Missy Elliott. We had MC Light. We had but, so many but others. Jamila, that's the machine. That's but what we're that's talking the machine. about, right? so, To your point. That's what I'm saying. And even with that, at least there was a little bit more of mainstream diversity right. when it comes, because hip hop is not a monolith. Like when mm-hmm. I hear people say, oh, well, y'all had Foxy and Kim. I'm like, yeah, but we also had mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. you know, and we've had Lady of Rage and Moni and Yo-Yo. And mm-hmm. so it's not, and they were rapping about things that were happening into the, in their neighborhood. They were rapping about uh, teen pregnancy and drug abuse and so when I see them try and say, oh, well, you guys are just critical. Y'all are just some haters or y'all. And I'm like, uh, I just really wish that we could, you know, get more. But you know, I don't think you're going to get that because the mainstream, the machine is not going to push that. That's that's my point. That even but Rhapsody people, did win a Grammy. True. But Rhapsody, who else? Okay, that they got, they got one. You know what I'm Touché. saying? I mean, but that's what I'm saying. The, the mainstream, no, you not got gonna me. Push, they're not going to push that. So when they say that, that's okay. But I would just tell a young person today, nah, that's that's what's up. Cardi B, all them, that's that's dope. Who else is out there? Right. And just ask them, like, right. Do some research. Do, do they have do to the dig? Knowledge. See what else is out there. No, you got me. That's what I say. You got them. it. Mm-hmm. You got it. Facts. And so with the female rep, we got to talk about Roxanne, Roxanne. Yes, okay. We got to talk about Roxanne, Roxanne, and UTF. This was a classic album. Thank you. I remember growing up, I couldn't, I want to say, what was it, 88.1? It was an Akron radio station. It was, it was heavy wow. rotation. Wow. Okay. And 93 FM. And it was between UTFO and, I want to say, uh, Slick Rick. And da, 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 like it was, it was like y'all were y'all were like how the Migos is on, <laughs> right? You know, and so it was, it was a major smash, mm-hmm. major. And when it hit the airwaves, what did you guys? How did that feel? Like knowing that it was such a smash. Well, um, that was actually off of our second single. We had a single prior to that one called Beats and Rhymes mm-hmm. that um. Did okay, um, not not a big impact, but definitely created a buzz. We was you know got played on New York radio. It's called Beats and Rhymes, mm-hmm. and she, some shows came as a result of that as well. And the record did good enough for Select Records to give us another single deal. We had mm-hmm. we didn't have an album deal. UTFO okay. first had single deals, okay. so Beats and Rhymes was the first single. And then that came out in early '84, and then later in '84 they gave us another single deal which the A side was called Hanging Out. Mm-hmm. Hanging Out was supposed to be the hit. The B side was Roxanne, Roxanne. Wow. Really, actually, almost a wow. throw-together record that we just did to satisfy the record company because they wanted a B side. But the marketing and the money was originally going into Hanging Out. Hanging Out was the A side. Yo. But Roxanne is the one that took off. You heard it here first, y'all. <laughs> Wow. That's the, the I never inch. really. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. I mean, I got the 12 inch. So it that. was like, yeah. And I read, I read somewhere that, uh, what was it? DJ Red Alert? Was Red it? Alert was one of the first ones, if not the first ones to say, eh, hanging out's cool, but I he like this B side. I'm, really? I'm, 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 so I'm, he was suggesting that to He started playing it on his, on his rap show. When DJ Red Alert, yes. When DJ Red Alert was, uh, doing his mix show on, on, um, in New York radio, um, I think he was at Kiss at that time, Kiss mm-hmm. FM, and um, he would he played he played hanging out, but he would go hard with Roxanne, Roxanne, which was the B side. Okay, yeah, I have to ask you this too now because my memory, you know, um, you call one to be with me. Now okay. was that on? <laughs> This album, because we, and I grew up in Mansfield, Ohio. Mm-hmm. We only had singles. And that, you Cold Wanna Be With Me was on our third album. Third and what, what year was that? Right. That came out Lethal. in 1987. Okay. Lethal. Right? And so. Lethal. Lethal. The name right, of the album right. was called Lethal. Lethal. Okay, yes. I'm glad you And You Cold Wanna Be With Me was the first single off of that album. Now, that had an R&B vibe to it. 
to us when we were, you know, yeah. so like, like my uncles and my, like the guys would play the tape. Right. To the millennials tapes look like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys stream and I get that. I Spotify, Pandora, title, whatever, but mean. we used to have to use Don't these. Okay. And we had the tape. And the guys, I remember jerry curls were real heavy in our town back then. And okay. So they had the shades and the all the gold and had the shiny skin. But that was this jam. That was the hot jam for all the players. Okay. You cold one to be with right. me. Okay. So, you know, listen, if you were the ladies' man, you had that tape playing in the summertime wow. or at the basketball court. Wow. And did, y'all, did you make that beat or did you? Full force with our producers. Full force produced that. Full for now. I I have to ask you a question about Roxanne Roxanne again. Did they sing the hook on Roxanne Roxanne, or did y'all sing Roxanne, the hook? Roxanne Roxanne, probably all of us, us and Full Force. Okay. But Full Force was definitely involved on on singing vocals for sure. I'm okay. trying to remember. I, I would say uh, us and Full Force. Okay. Yeah. I, I also Three. read too about uh, was it Be Fine and Kid Kangol. Had was it true that they had an issue over a young lady and y'all ended up becoming friends after they squashed a beef or something? Oh, or? Okay, so uh, you're like, uh, real, you're all, like a full force kind of a yes. beef with UTFO, and I'm so, like, so early in the early on, um, we all went to Wingate High School. Okay. Fine is a little older than me. I'm older than Kango, but we okay. all went to the same high school. But um, I guess. B Fine was dating when B Fine was probably already out by then. Okay. He, I think if I remember correctly, he was dating a girl that went to Wingate. Oh. And I think Kango liked the girl, and maybe um, she went back and told B Fine, hey, it's this guy that keep bugging me. He won't leave me oh, alone. No. He won't leave me alone. So oh. that sort of thing. So I think that's oh. where, the, where the riff came from. Oh, so oh, wow. B Fine was going was gonna go to the school to beat Kango up. Uh-oh. Oh. And one of the guys from Cold Jam, Mike from Cold Jam, mm-hmm. kind of intervened and played Peacemaker. He said, what's the meaning of all this? Y'all don't have, yes. listen, we're brothers. Yeah. So, cause, we fighting each other. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, Pete, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think maybe, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Mike from Cold Jam ended up being the Peacemaker That's to good. smooth it all yeah, out. Yeah, and then y'all end up working together. Yeah. Right, so yeah. that that that's it's a, a it's a win. A win is a win. A win is a, a win. A win is a win. <laughs> yeah. And so j- just knowing about the history of that, and just the Roxanne, Roxanne, and everything, you know, how did you all feel? How did UTFO respond to Roxanne's revenge? Because we all saw the movie on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I was like, I wonder what you all felt back. You know, when the 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 song first dropped, and you know, were you guys excited about it? Did you feel insulted? You know, so our, our record is taking off. It's killing. Yeah, it's a it's it's a, it's a smash hit, hip right. hop hit. It's doing its thing, and um, we were having discussions among ourselves about possibly um, creating a female image for this, mm-hmm. and you know maybe doing our own little thing. But to make a long story short, um, while our record is taking off in this. Killing the charts, mm-hmm. Roxanne Shantae, which I, I believe at the time her name was Fly Shant Fly Shantae, mm-hmm. um, and Marley. the Marley Mall camp and them did an answer to our record. Okay, and what that answer did was put a face and a, a face to the Roxanne character that we didn't co-sign. So it was an unauthorized. Well, it's our record. We right, weren't right. talking about you, right? So what are you? What are you doing? What's going on here? Right. If we're so, gonna, if, if this is our record, we're gonna decide who's gonna be Roxanne, or at right. least our Roxanne. The whole record was about um, a girl that the MCs couldn't get. Right. It was the an imaginary name. The person didn't. The record wasn't about anybody in particular. Be Fine from Full Force is the one that actually came up with the actual name. 
Okay. And because um, they wanted us to make, like I said, they wanted us to make a B, a B side. Mm-hmm. So we was like, what are we going to call it? We put all our energy into this hanging out thing. We, 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 we don't got nothing for this. What do mm-hmm. you want it to be? Mm-hmm. B-Fine said, I don't know. Make it about a girl. They was like, who? He said, Roxanne. Right, right, B-Fine right. B-Fine threw the name up in the air. Well, okay. The song so could have been called like, anything. Right, right. Could have been called Joanne, Joanne, Mary, right. Mary. Aisha. Aisha, yeah. Aisha. <laughs> Roxanne was the name. Roxanne was the name that B-Fine threw out. And, and they was like, all right, fine. So we, they all wrote to that. Okay. And that's what they wrote to. And the raps came together. The beats came together. And, they, you know. and um, Just creativity flying yeah. everywhere. So when they answered the record, we were not happy. I'm sure. It was. We were. We, so it we, took you by surprise? We were not happy. That's why on the, on the first album, we have a song called Calling Her a Crab. Yeah. Oh. The calling her a crab was a diss to Shantae. Oh, I see. Because, and then, and the same token, we created the real Roxanne I to be that. our chosen Roxanne. Since we must put a face to this, right. we're going to do that on our own. Right. But she's like a Puerto Rican wavy. Yes. Yeah. I think but I what remember. ended up happening was the phenomenon, the phenomenon was created at this point mm-hmm. because now we make a record. Shantae makes an answer record, mm-hmm. and we come back with the real Roxanne, which caused a rift between them two. Oh, wow. Then Sparky D jumps in on Sparky our side. D. Oh, my gosh. Going against we? Roxanne Shantae. So it was just... And then we didn't want to keep going on against her. Right, right. We would, that's, that's not a battle we would never win, because right. we're guys. right. She's, and, so, and she's like 14 yeah, at the time. And so you guys just let it she go. She wouldn't have never been our Roxanne anyway. She's yeah. too young. We right, were, right. That's bad, right? She was just too young anyway. Yeah. But we couldn't keep going back and forth with her. Right. At some point, we just got to bow out and just do our thing. And as a result, she got on and, did, <laughs> and still is on doing phenomenal things. Mm-hmm. But as a result of our Roxanne, Roxanne record, mm-hmm. a lot of artists mm-hmm. came from that whole saga. Mm-hmm. In fact, possibly the whole Juice crew. Oh, wow. Not to say that they wouldn't have never made it on their own because all of them MCs were very talented, but right. their spark mm-hmm. came from the spark of Shantae answering our big hit record. So that response record put the Juice crew in... A great position. On the on point. A great position. Because they were coming up. Because and it, they were, it put Marley on. It put it, Marley, Marley. It really Marl put Marley out Was doing there. the beats. Yeah. Exactly. And so. That was, it that was, was, that was Marley's it idea. It was UTFO. It, it, was, it was a great idea though, on the low. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. It's it wasn't a marketing. Cool, like, it, was, it was marketing. It was like, yo, do an answer. Like, this is the biggest and record. We might ride. as well ride the coattails of what this record is doing <laughs> in the city. And so, yo, that's that's an incredible. You guys heard it here first <laughs> on the Queen's address. Wow. Okay. Oh my goodness. So female rap. Okay. <laughs> now we have to talk about. Um, this is a question for you. I'm gonna start with you, Jay Rawls. Okay. Um, but both of y'all started out as MCs. And so, when did when when did you know when did you say, okay, producing is for me. DJing is definitely for me. And, you know, when, when, when did that, like, kind of spark for you? When did that Technically, click for you? I started yeah. out beatboxing, right? Mm. And I went to, to rapping because uh, my, my brother, DJ Buka, mm. who he knows, right? Shout he out was, to Buka. Buka was, uh, mm. Buka was uh, doing the, the DJing, kind of putting together the beats. And at the time, when we was doing music on the south side of Columbus... We didn't have any equipment. We had his two turntables. So all of our beats was him back to back. Mm-hmm. Back to back. That was that was everything. So he would take two different joints or two of the same. We'd find a break, and that was the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I rapped. But what really did it was um, 1987, EPMD, You Gots to Chill. And we were going through my dad's records, and we found that. I was like, wow. I was like, whoa, that perfect. From then on, I really put together (laughs) that Cats was going through the records and finding samples. And that's when I became a a beat digger. I became a digging culture from that point on. So that's when we started going to Robert's Records, which Mm -hmm. was um, 
uh, in the hood on Lockbourne, and we would just go up there probably every week and mm-hmm. get records. You know, I mean, you know, my little allowance, I, I was able to get like two or three records. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. But that was a big deal. So we would get records, and we would just. And you can't get enough. Like, once you. That was it's it. like a. Like, so that's when I started. And, yeah. I, and then we started learning on other people's equipment. I think that's probably how everybody learns how to make beats. Well, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now they just point and click. Right. But, but back then, you had to borrow somebody's equipment to learn because I couldn't real. afford it. Yeah. And I had, I'm, the first thing I um, learned on was an Insonic EPS 16 Plus. Mm-hmm. And then the ASR 10 came out. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, oh, mom, I got to get this. And so, uh, and I would, by the time that happened, I was in college and um, she co-signed for me. Yeah. And that's how yeah. I got my first equipment. So my first equipment was the ASR 10 and that's, that's what did it. Okay. Well, what, do you remember your first equipment, your very first equipment? Oh, uh, wow. Um, <laughs> um, my humble beginnings were really humble. Um, when we first started DJing, remember I told you before, mm-hmm. Kango and Doc got down with us and we started the UTFO movement. Me and Educated Rapper used to be DJs in the crew called the Jamalai crew. Mm-hmm. So, all of us had different pieces. Oh. One person had a turntable. Another person had a turntable. This person had a mixer. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. This person had the basement because they was he had the freedom. Mm-hmm. This person had vinyl. We all can. We all was sneaking our mom and pop's vinyl. Mm-hmm. Sneaking. Some of us had jobs. Some of us. So didn't. everybody had to bring a piece. This one had headphones. This one had mics. Yep. This one knew how to hook up the speakers. This oh, one had wow. cables. So basically, in the beginning, our humble beginning started with off with about four or five guys putting together. A, a sound system piece by piece wow. Mitch match turntables talk about dedication old mixes oh we, man we, sometime we would you might have one you might you might have uh, uh, a James Brown um, album right right and I got the and I got the copy of it mm-hmm. so you so got, you got, got one and I got one now you right. got two but <laughs> it's your dad's it's my dad. <laughs> and we in trouble if we, we missed this record. Right. Right. So we wow. got to get it in and out the house, and we getting in trouble doing that as well. And um, yeah. that's those are some of my humble, early, early beginnings. Me and them fellas putting together piece by piece until oh, we had equipment. a sound system. So the key to, the key to this thing was who house it was at. So it was a hideout. Y'all had to establish a hideout. Whoever house it was at got to practice the most. Oh, wow. Whoever house it was at got to have fun. Because at some point, everybody got to go home. We young. Right, right. But while everybody's going, you in there, yeah, right, you got right. your headphones on, you messing around. Right. You, you got to do all the practice. Well, right. I, 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 I my parents were strict, so I only could go so far with it. Yeah. But I did have it there at times. But then I might get in trouble. Now I'm on punishment. Now I, the yeah, fellas yeah, can't come yeah, over yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. So it's got to go to this guy's house. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's at his house now, but he can't make too much noise because of the neighbors. Right, right. So my boy Glenn, he had the most freedom out of everybody because Glenn might have been the oldest. Mm-hmm. So Glenn had the basement of where he lived with his mom and pops. So that's where it ended up predominantly. Okay. But we all had turns at our house with the stuff. Wow. But then it got to a point like I said, we got to always go over there. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And we all are starving for this DJ game. Mm-hmm. So we all started getting our own equipment. Oh, my goodness. So Educated Rapper got a set. I ended up getting a set. Mm-hmm. Um, my boy Tony ended up getting... We all ended up having sets. Right, Our own right. turntables. Now the next key is to get the records. Mm-hmm. So you, you're going through your mom and pop's records, and you got to f- try to find that extra one. Mm-hmm. Now the 12 inch is starting to come out mm-hmm. and you got to get the 12 inch. So those are just the humble beginnings, just trying to put together the, the early sound system before you're able to get your own. Right. I think I started off on tech. Well, when I was able to get my own, my first turntable was an Akai straight arm. Wow. And I was matching that up with something that maybe my boy Glenn had. Don't mm-hmm. even remember what it was. But my first set of turntables that I had were some B1 techniques. They were called B1s. They were belt-driven turntables. Yeah, belt belt drive. So I had some B1s, and that's where I started off at, developing my DJ skills. Right, right. Some technique B1s. Right, the early years, B1s. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Wow. That's incredible. What mixer, you remember? Uh, Had to be a Gemini something. Okay. (laughs) Can't remember exactly which one, but it had to be a Gemini. Big boy Gemini. Yeah. 
Probably like that. So 19 inch. They didn't have the small ones yet. Yeah, they didn't have the big I came way after you, but Mm -hmm. my first one was uh, one of them radio shot, the realistic. I remember them too. Oh, wow. I remember them too. (laughs) Wow. Those are some of the early, we had some of them early radio shacks too. Okay. Okay. I think my first one was. I think I ended up getting a used Gemini somehow. Somebody sold me a Gemini. I got it from a pawn shop. Something. Getting a Gemini. I I may have been a bad guy and somebody (laughs) might have boosted. I I might have checked somebody because the Gemini was like. Yeah, Gemini was like. Oh, you got money. I was off the chain back then. We had no Gemini. (laughs) That's that. That must be the the golden. golden The Gemini. I had the realistic. Look that up, y'all. The Gemini. Okay, so we got to get into this real quick. We got it, fellas. We got to talk about the stab scratch debate. Mm. Okay? Okay. So the hip-hop community, some say within the hip-hop community that Grand Wizard Theodore mm-hmm. invented the stab scratch. Others debate between Grandmaster Flash mm-hmm. and Mixmaster Ice. Mm-hmm. And so can we set the record straight? Ice, did you invent the stab scratch? To set the record straight. Inquiring minds want to know, brother. Here's what it is. (laughs) When it it comes to hip-hop, you have to be very, very careful when you say you started something. Right, right, right. And I will say this. Those are my legends, and I stand on them dudes' shoulders. Mm. I stand on Grand Wizard Theodore's shoulder. And Grand Wizard Theodore was the one I, I, I selected to induct me into the DJ Hall of Fame. Wow. He's the one that handed me oh, my plaque. Do, yeah. um, Grandmaster Flash is all of our fathers. We Basically. stand on his shoulders. Basically. So a lot of techniques that DJs like myself um, learned from are a lot of the techniques that Flash, Theodore, Jazzy J, and bothered his whole crew and the whole uh, Cool Herks and all the pioneer DJs. Um, so many I can name. Mm-hmm. Tony Touch. I mean, not Tony. Tony Touch, but um, um, Tony Tone Tony's and Charlie awesome. Chase. DST. There's just so many great ones, mm-hmm. you know. And then, and then in Brooklyn we had great ones. We had Howie T. That was from my neighborhood. Wow. We had Grandmaster Fashion. That was a Another Brooklyn. Then Queens had the Disco Twins, and Queens had their oh, own the thing Disco going twins. on. Wow. Then Harlem had their own. So all right, the barrels, right. when this hip-hop thing started exploding, MCing, DJing, breakdancing, graffiti, everything is exploding at the same time. And every borough has their legends and their people putting on. Interesting. Um, a lot of what we do... And a lot of the techniques, Flash started a lot of them. Mm -hmm. What I will say is this, when it comes to different scratches, some people may start something one way, Mm -hmm. and another person may do it another way. And what I mean by that is... Styles. Yeah, because it's hard for me to say who started something, Mm -hmm. because the stab scratch is a one-dimensional scratch. It's not a lot of coordination. Mm -hmm. It's one swift movement to the front, you back and cue it, front, back cue it. It's the same thing with the fader. You want the sound to come on, sound on, sound off. Hmm. Sound on, sound off. Mm. Stabbing, you just stabbing. Mm. Eh, 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 it's like a knife. It's real simple, mm-hmm. but it takes a lot of coordination. That's mm-hmm. dope. So some DJs were using cross faders. Right. Some DJs were using up faders. Right. Some DJs even had to use turn knobs. Right. So... I don't like to be in a position to say who started something. (laughs) But what I will say is all of us did it, but we all did it differently. Right. What I brought to the game was a crispy sharpness to mind. Exactly. So Flash... It has, has kids crazy. Flash has a version of what he does. Right, right. Theodore has a version of what he does. Jazzy J has a version of what he does. Charlie Chase. I mean, we all have versions of that basic scratch. Mm-hmm. You know, the the rub. Jugga, 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 jugga. Who, who can say they was the first one to do that? Right. Because that's how you cue your record up. <laughs> yes. So, 
I mean, that's that's a hard debate mm-hmm. because everybody does that. Mm-hmm. So to, to say who was the first to do that, it's hard to. That first may have been inspired by somebody else. Who, right. who we think is the first? Like a nameless, faceless. May have been inspired. You right, know, even right. Flash. If I say, well, Flash was the first one to do this, Flash might correct me like, no, I actually got that from such and such. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know right. what I mean? Who knows? Right. I'm just saying. But, mm-hmm. you know, I would say I, I'm the one who probably made it popular popularized the stab scratch i will definitely say that okay no because i, I, I really I put it, that i really put it out there on the far in the forefront with the roxanne roxanne record right and it's very isolated very crispy and very clean right and that is the blueprint for most djs when it comes to the stab scratch right right well you heard it here first y'all okay Oh, listen. That's how I learned trying, to, trying to do that. Too. Trying to do Roxanne, Roxanne. Look, yeah. like, all of, all of all us the young guys in the neighborhood were trying to get it. Trying like, to do like that. oh, frustrated. <laughs> like, you set the whole culture on and fire. I'm just, and, and, and once again, I'm just fortunate to be yeah. in a position to make, to popularize it. Right. Mm. You understand what right. I'm saying? All Everybody has listen. their own way and their own style. I just was able to to be one of the first to give it to the world. Yes, sir. You feel me? And we thank you. And we thank you for that. And so we want to go to Jay Rawls real quick. Jay Rawls, I wanted to ask you a question. Okay. How did you meet Jay Sands, and how did y'all form Lone Catalyst? I met Jay Sands through Buka Mm -hmm. in Buka's basement. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking. He was such an incredible MC. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, you know, you dope. Like, you know, I'll come up to Columbia. I mean, I go to school at University of Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. It's like, so do I. Right, right. And that was it. And then we just started creating, like, every every night. We just made music every night. Like, we go to school, go to class. And you started producing beats while in college in Cincinnati. I I started before, but I started, I had my own equipment. I got my own equipment in 94. So I was breakthrough. I mean, that's when I started actually doing it for real. Oh, okay. When I was in college. Okay. Um, And because I had my own equipment. Right. Remember what I was saying? Like kind of like how Ice was saying Mm -hmm. when I had to go to other people's house to to make a beat. So Mm -hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't, you know, until I got my own and I got my own in 94. Mm -hmm. And then that's what changed the game because I was making beats. 24 7 like i would go dorm? to class no, oh my god i had i left the equipment here i ain't trust nobody oh well, i ain't trust the dorms but, hey i, I could understand so I was that. home every weekend <laughs> i could understand <laughs> i was that. home every weekend doing laundry and making beats yeah huh? making beats every weekend but then um i got my apartment that next year and that's when i brought it down and i was that's was, when i ended up working with fat john home skillet wow. dante everybody wow. like that's how Shouts it, to dante that's how yeah. it happened and then um and then it just, and, and I met all of them through Jay Sands. And so it was just like, everybody was making music. And so we were all, you know, doing our thing and met high tech. And he was like working with some kid coming from Brooklyn on the Greyhound bus. Mm-hmm. He was like, who was this kid? And this kid was coming and he was dope. That turned out to be Talib Kweli. Right. right. And so um, that's how all of that sparked. It wasn't. It, it was very Shout organic. Out to Black Star, right? Yeah, it was very mm-hmm. organic. There was nobody that said, "Hey, we're going to take this and create this, and it's going to do this." That didn't happen. It was just us creating music because right. we loved it. You know, those was the good old days. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There wasn't. There was no money involved. There was no. It was like timetable. We didn't have to get it in by a deadline. Love for the hobby. Just, yes, yes. Yeah, man. It was just. It was just fun. Like that's all we. It was did like air. Was creating. Like we just created music, and that's all we did. And that's I kind of miss that. I ain't gonna lie. Like yeah. nowadays, it has an innocence to it. Yeah, it was exciting. I remember getting excited about going yeah. to the CD and tape outlet and finding something new. Yeah. And just being like, oh, man, like just how we were at the time. record store the other day. And it was just kind of like, yo, oh, I remember this. But, oh, I remember this. Oh, you know, <laughs> and so you just keep going and going and going. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just incredible. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you have a, a favorite hip-hop movie? Uh, yeah. Favorite hip-hop movie is probably Beat Street. Mine is, too. Yeah, probably just. And and not the love story part. I ain't going to lie. Because I was like. But Jazzy J was in that one, too. He was. Didn't he make an appearance course. in yeah, Beat Street? Yeah, he was definitely in that. Yo, Jazzy. Yeah. Right. But it was, it was the it was the b boy scenes, the the battle scenes that really just, 
and I, Lee and yeah, yeah, that really for me just I to, that I gave to us take Lee to prom when I was a little girl. Oh God, him or Turbo. That you gave know. us that, and and Breaking was was dope, but yeah, Beach yeah. was more gritty. It was more that New York. It feel, was cold like, outside. Yeah, the Thames and stuff. It just felt like they were hooking up electricity in like the apartment. York. It just felt good. So yeah, B Street. B Street is mine. Mixmaster Eyes, do you have a favorite hip hop? Oh, movie? I, I love them all, man. But I may give an edge to Wild Style. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Wild I may give an edge to that. Yeah. I like that. I even like Crush Grooving. I, I mean, Crush Groove yeah, was dope. But Breaking, um, all of them. But if I had to pick one, I might go with Wild Style. I love that. I, and and Wild Style is for me as well. Just like just, it was raw. Yeah. yeah. It was gritty. Cold crushing them. Some yeah. good samples off of that, too. Yeah. Like, I, I love those movies. So many great hip-hop mm -hmm. samples from hip-hop movies. You millennials, check it out. Okay? <laughs> no and doubt. so the fans want to know top five. Top five, dead or alive. You guys, <laughs> any takers or you want to pass? Top five, dead or alive, what category? Hip-hop. Oh. Hip-hop what? Hip-hop MCs. Hip-hop MCs. Yeah. Um... I'll take a stab at it. Okay, yeah, good luck. I don't know how you did. Um, rock him. Okay, let's wow, go. Wow, God, MC. Tupac. Okay. Melly Mel. Hmm. Um. <laughs> um. That's so hard. <laughs> um, you better not good. pass. I, better not pass. pass I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna go after that with. Uh, ooh, yeah, this see, week is tough. See, um, okay, I got Rock Him in there, and I gotta go with. Um, mm, ooh, it's, it's tough. Rough. It gets tough because <laughs> I so right there. It's 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 so many. It's so many. Um. <laughs> You see how he's stuck on yeah, three. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm. You, you need to do top three. That's a little easier. But all these tops, I'm telling you, fans, y'all want to know. Listen, tops the fans want to know. Tops, we got Mixmaster Ice and Jay Rolls in the building. The you fans see, I'm struggling to look fans. I'm going to let you go ahead while I marinate on my other Okay, too. you got five? No. You got five on it. Come I on. Got, come I might on. have a couple. You, you're going to pass? <laughs> no, I'll tell you, I've got five. I, I don't have a top five because it, my mood switches. Right. It, it switches so much. I'll be honest with you. Right now, Give me I'm, your listen, number one. I'm listening. I, I can't. My number one is probably Jay. I'm going to be honest. I'm a Jay-Z fan. See, I'm, I'm Nas. But, but, Jay. Nas. Nas is everything. Right. But Jay. Nas. So, Jay. Nas. Jay is just, Jay, Jay is just, I can't even describe it. It's just how it makes me feel, right? Everything for me you is a feeling. It. Yeah. Everything for me is a feeling. But it's I'm going to be honest with you. What am I listening to right now? Who, who am I bumping? King Vader, Right. I, I switched my 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 favorites might go somewhere. Last week I was listening to Poor Righteous Teacher, so I could say wise intelligent. I mean, I don't. But I, I think don't she wants to know your. I can't. But I, it, that's what I, I'm saying. But I think she's saying of all your all time. I can't. I, I don't know. I not, maybe not so much <laughs> who you listening now, like of all time. But that's that's my favorite. That's who I mean. I love them. Yeah. Like yeah, I can, yeah, I can yeah, sit here no, and say Grand Puma moves me to a certain I can't pick just the top five like, right. it's very difficult it's, that's so hard to do because no I understand but, but I will tell you that probably one of my favorite lyricists is, is Jay-Z just and that's the thing I hate to say that because he's so mainstream there's so many others like but like, if it's your truth but but another is Master Ace Master Ace is Common. crazy. Like these I like are some of my I like cool G rap. G rap is everything. Like, I feel I like when I listen, so, so, when so I you got five days, don't you? Five? Yeah, but I, I feel like when I five because no, it might real. be different tomorrow. <laughs> like I like Styles P. Yeah, like he's in my top five. Yeah, like and people that. be like, really? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I love Styles. Like Styles I feel nice. He's crazy. Like and I and I love. I absolutely love Buster. You know, then, but I uh, also feel like he's kind of mainstream too. People, I know. You know, another one that's probably always in my top something. I just don't know. J Elect. J Electronica is J crazy. Elect. J Electronica put out some more music. I don't know what's going what on. What is that going five on? Five is a tough one. You know, See, who, he's who, still stuck. But, no, no, but you no, know what? Though listen. I have so many MCs that I really, really rock really with. Rock with. I rock like him. Prodigy. Rock him. Prodigy. I'm a big Prodigy yes. fan. R.I.P. Prodigy. Yeah. Um, I like Jada Kiss. Jada I like Kiss Jada Kiss too. Yeah. I like a lot of people that people ain't heard of. <laughs> so let's, let's rephrase. Let's, let's kind of switch the context a little bit. You DJing the show. Mm. 
Who's on the bill? Who you putting on the bill? Who's headlining? Who's in that show? Mm. Wow. Wow. That that that, that kind of depends that's on where. That's the glory question. That, uh, who? All right. So. <laughs> See, See that's, that's, that here's, make it even here's, tougher. Here's Here we that, go. Here's where tough. that's tough again because yeah. now you're dealing with groups yeah. versus Audience. solo artists and duos. Um, it don't matter. So who, who on the bill? Could, could Rock him. Okay. Got him. Let's See. go to God. KRS One. Okay. The teacher. That's a good one. Um, give me some. Uh... <laughs> See, you back to. Back oh to breathing. God. See how tough it's it is. Okay. Let me go. Let me grab a West Coast. Give me, oh, give me, give me, no, give me Ice Cube. Put okay. Ice Cube in there. Ice Cube he's is being, incredible. He's being PC. Incredible lyrics. Give me a. Uh, oh my God. Cube KRS. Because he's beyond the mic. It's the performance. Yeah. The presence. It's rocking the crowd. It's MCing. Yeah. Give, give me, give me the whole Wu Tang. I know that's right. Said the whole Wu Tang. Yep. If we oh. don't go there, and we doing a show, I, I, I'm getting, I'm get the whole. I got Wu Tang performance. You gonna um, sell out? <laughs> and give me, um, I got one more to go, a show. And, See, you and, come from a millionaire standpoint. And give me, <laughs> and give me, uh, uh, give me Dougie Fresh. Dougie mm. Fresh, dun, 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 the entertainer. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Man. That's a live show. That's a show. A You're show. not going to be able to find a parking space in that show. <laughs> Mixmaster Ice Throwdown, okay, is going down. I think I'm going to skip top five hip-hop groups because I couldn't even answer that. Man. I couldn't even, you know, we, we hope to see hip-hop groups make a comeback, you know. And so top three hip-hop voices. We go to voices. I got, I got three. I got KRS. Okay. DMC, Nas, Honorable Mention, Ice Cube, and Chuck D. KRS has a commander. I, I, was, I was just saying earlier, if, if, I, if KRS Voices, was my dad and KRS said, yo, go clean your room, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, yes, yeah. sir. But what, <laughs> what he about... he has that voice, that I, booming so voice with that voice, accent. I'm going to give you a voice I like. Three Snoop, voices. Snoop voice. Snoop, I love Snoop. Snoop's voice is just like... He goes in it. The flow is yeah, like it's silk. Like, I mean, there's no question of like who milk. that is rapping. Yes. I'm going to say another one, John Robinson. John For those who crazy. don't know, look him up. His voice, like I'm, I'm talking about, unique voices. Where yeah. like you could be like, oh yeah, that's Jr. Yeah, you know that's Snoop. You know, I love when I you know, know exactly who it is. It's, it's, Within you know, the first you have couple to, of notes. Yeah. And Doom. Yeah, you can say that about. Yes, MF sir. Doom. That's it. That's a voice. Boom. Yes, that's yes. a voice. You'd be like, oh yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Zeb Love X. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like so, DMX too. He's on my honorable mention. I, I like DMX. For my honor, you know, rest in peace, DMX. I'm, I'm gonna voice. name, in my opinion, the greatest hip hop voice so far. Okay, mm. and that is to the late great Ecstasy of Houdini. Mm. Yes, sir. That, oh. that voice and that cadence voice on him. Too. That's a voice. Ooh. I don't think no. I think it's unmatched. That's a voice right there. I think it's unmatched. Ecstasy of Houdini. We talking about voices Incredible in hip hop. Very commanding um, voice. Another voice for me. For me personally, is Scarface from the Ghetto Boys. Oh wow! The act, something wow. about his tone and his flow, but that voice. Wow! We're talking voices, um, and then this may throw people for a loop, but when it comes to voices, I was really big on Educated Rapper and Chub Rock. Yes, sir. Oh, Chub, oh, Chub Rock was Chub. unique. He had yes. a very unique. Yes. But, come on, Jay. Now I got one for you. <laughs> Top three diss tracks. Man, I get asked this one all the time. I don't even know why. Why everybody like the dish? Well, I, I'll though? give you my three. I'll give you my three. I got No Vaseline by Q, mm. The Bridge is Over by KRS, and number one for me is Ether Nas. Ether <laughs> was like the, the I, I got to talk about the wordplay. Mm. The wordplay in Ether was well thought out, well executed, and it felt like an assassination with words. This record. For the, me. I mean, with that for me, just because I've been asked that a couple billion times, <laughs> um, probably like definitely um, the No Vaseline. Just because I'm I'm a big Cube fan. Yeah, but, sounds um, to Cube. The uh, oh Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. People sleep on Jack the Ripper all day. But um, probably the, the one of the best ones for me is the bitch in you. Because nobody expected Common to come back. Everybody thought he was just gonna sit back, relax, take that. 
And Kama said no. Because <laughs> he was supposed to be the peaceful brother yeah. with the knowledge of self, you know, so yeah. nobody expected Kama to come through he like came that. Right back. And he was blazing the mic. And that, that song is hard. The beat is blazing great. Blazing the mic. I said, yo, what about the peaceful brother in Chicago and all the, you know, and I said, no, no, he, he was ready. He was ready, man. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Now we got top three hip hop riffs. And I'm gonna go with paid in full. It's one of my favorites. When I hear it, I'm just mm. like, it's 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 crazy. And then, you know, shouts to Eric B and Rakim. But then Glaciers of Ice. Mm. Uh with Ghost and Ray, Blue Raspberry. Glacier it's like she's powering up for something. Such like an incredible joint. And then Ghost comes in with like straight up and down, it's all good. So I'm just like, yo, this song is crazy. So it's one of my favorite riffs. Wow. And um, my number one was actually toss up between if I ruled the world at hmm. that, and then of course that ghost face that oh on Cherche uh, Lego. So mix master Ice, you got any riffs that come to mind? He's thinking riffs. Uh... Yeah, just melodic riffs, no words, just in hip hop that you yeah. Heard. Probably it's, just, it's an old record called Love Is the Message. Hmm. It's got all kind of riffs in there. Mm -hmm. Love Is the Message. Um, to be real. Oh wow! By, uh, uh, um, yeah, that's because you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that to be real, and um, probably Look something at that musician. Something Look at that public musician. enemy. Something public enemy. But yeah. public enemy stuff. Most of it comes from James Brown. Yeah. But that Terminator X record. Um, uh, the Terminator X record. Uh. Uh, rocks with his hands, or what was it called? Yeah, Speaking yeah, but yeah, but that 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 whole mm -hmm. that makes me think and that. That, that oh my yeah, god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's right in the beginning where it starts off. Mm -hmm. to, um, I don't know what I forget what sample that's from. Is Terminator X Rock speaks with his hands, or rocks with his hands. Yeah, is, is that, that record? Song? That record? How? But how it starts how it off? Remember how it got oh my it got me, God! Yeah. That yeah. record right there. Every time I hear it, it do something to me. Mm. I'm, I'm a huge James Brown fan. So yeah. anything, all the it's rips, funky. most of the rips come from James Brown. Absolutely. That, that the Bomb Squad sample for for PE. They really went through James James Brown catalog mm -hmm. heavy. But that that, that Terminator <laughs> X record I'm talking about. Yeah. There's a part in that song that just drives me nuts. That ain't Look at J. Ross trying to find it. No, no, no. The, Term the Terminator <laughs> X DJ record. That's it. That, that record right there. That's um. Wait, I'm gonna show you the part I'm talking about. Cause this is this right here. Flash, Flash Gordon. Watch this. Flash Gordon. That and that that that. Watch this. It's Flash Gordon. Queen. That part. Oh, how glorious! Cause it's mixed in. Oh, I should have known that Mixmaster Ice would have a scratched-in riff. That's Even that right one. there, that. Now that's definitely James Brown. All of that. That's definitely James Brown. All of that right there. That's crazy. Oh my God, that does something to me, man. It's beautiful. I could just see the dance floor it's jumping. Beautiful. That does something to me, man. That does wow. something to me right there. Wow. I, I agree. You are right. That's wow, that's call. incredible. Yeah, that's a real that sounds good call. amazing. I sampled all that. <laughs> I'd use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, oh that's wow. a movie. Oh, yes, that's it is. That's a movie. Wow. Guys, Gordon, the original oh, one. My goodness. This just goes to show you where we take a piece of this and a piece of that and, and add it glorious. to the culture. That's, that's, that's the that's culture, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's the culture. That's why hip hop is so everything. Okay, absolutely. Now, we got top three hip hop producers. I, I couldn't do this. I, I told y'all earlier. Because I ended up with Large Professor, Dr. Dre, The Alchemist, RZA, J. Rawls, Just Blaze, DJ Premier, <laughs> Jay Dilla, Pharrell, Kanye, Swiss Beats, Mad Lip, Pete Rock, Hit Boy, and Ninth Wonder. So I guess the list kept going, and I just finally wrote down all of them. I was about to say that. So any takers, Mixmaster Ice? Ahead, do you, do you have top three? Top three hip-hop producers? Top three. Got that. That's easy. Just three. If there was only three. I'm going to go. Well, that's tough, man. But I, I'm adding Larry Smith. Yep. Okay. 
I'm adding Larry Smith in there. I'm also you writing down for it. homework. I'm adding hip hop producers. Hip hop wow. producers. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to go Marley Mall. Okay. Shout out to Marley for all, the, all his for his catalog. And I also am going to go with DJ Premier. Mm. DJ Premier, 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 Premier. Yes, yes. No, that's an incredible, incredible. So for me, I'm I I got a shirt with some of my own. Of course, Dilla. I mean, he just influenced me. Um, But Q-Tip. Q-Tip is incredible. People sleep on Q-Tip. Absolutely insane. Something about Q-Tip for me. Um, Prince Paul. Prince Paul is incredible. Shouts to Prince Paul. Paul. Yeah. Like we think of that whole Daylight, that whole just Shouts to Daylight Soul too. They so, just got they 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 and, and Pete Rock. Glory I mean, back. these are yeah. people that these, I'm talking about that change how I make production. Right, that's, right, right. That's where I'm kind of thinking. Like it made me think of producing in a different way. Right, so right, that's, right. That's how I'm doing my top whatever I just gave you. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good list. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's I think that's incredible. That's a, that's a good list. And so, yeah, man. And so we are definitely glad to have had you both in the studio. Word. Thank you for coming to the Queen's Address. Word. Pleasure. 50 years of hip hop. Okay. We got it in here. And uh, we are so thankful. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Queen's Address. I'm Jamila. Peace and love. Uh, uh, uh.